you know, I was uh, filling our calendar out today, and dude, how many fucking vacations do you have, Sal? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, dude. I just Sal, got, Sal's like a, a vagabond. We just He's went full. Everywhere. We just went full time, like what two weeks ago, and then this guy is like, "Oh, hey, uh, make sure you guys calendar this. Oh yeah, oh, black hey. this date out, and like, then this week." Yeah, and- I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to stay ahead, but uh, you know, make sure everybody knows ahead of time. <laughs> no, you know what I'm doing. So check this out. You yeah, know where, what I'm ex- where are you going? What are you, I, you know what I'm excited yeah, about? So I'm going, I'm going on a road trip uh, with my girlfriend from the second to the twelfth. I think right. It's about ten days. It's not. That's not a crazy amount of time. But anyway. I'm excited because we we For have it is. we have maps anywhere. We have a workout program that I can use on the road because it's a road trip. We're going from here all the way up to Spokane, and I'm not going to have access to too many gyms. So I'm going to completely do maps anywhere the whole way up. Well, this is something that I think that uh, probably the most feedback I got from maps anywhere when we launched that. We originally launched it with the intentions of okay. We talk a lot of shit about like you know insanity and all these like fucking at home programs. All these that, workouts that, that are yeah. terribly programmed, right? So we're like, okay, anytime that we do shit like that, we feel it's important that we obviously fucking deliver on. Okay, how would we do it if we were going to create an at home program? So I kind of felt like that that was the the genre that we were trying to uh, capture, but really. I, I've gotten more feedback from the people that already have other maps programs, but they love to oh. use it for that. Like with their, it's like the accessory that they bring with them anywhere. So it, it really, it, it's so helpful. It's more of a tool that like you can integrate in with any of our maps program. Well, I've, I've already incorporated some of the movements on there and some of the program that we put together, and I've only improved my performance uh, in my gym workouts. So I'm excited because I'm going to have basically ten days of no gym equipment, very minimal gym equipment, and I'm going to be incorporating a lot of the concepts uh, that we have in Maps Anywhere. Maps Anywhere is a fully programmed, no gym required uh, workout system, Um, video demos, blueprints. It's complete with everything you need. You just get the program, you follow it. You need no equipment or very minimal equipment, like bands and maybe a stick, and you're set. You can find it at mindpumpmedia.com. Uh, it's also uh, under $100. It's one of our least expensive programs. Yep. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I feel like that's probably, <laughs> that's got to be the creepiest, like... <laughs> That's got to be the creepiest compliment compliment you could give a girl. Like this is a pretty mouth. Like, yeah. Like hey, like, you got a pretty part, like part of me. It's not just that you're doing the tongue thing, it's that you're sucking back yeah. as you're doing it. Like part doing... of like part of me, you have a you have a very pretty mouth. I'm going to compliment somebody like that today just see how they just react. Have a pretty mouth. Like hey, you know something? Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Wow, your your lips are beautiful. Yeah. No, you didn't no, say no, 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 that. No, that doesn't mouth. sound that bad. Ah, yeah, yeah. Lips right. pretty, a, a pretty mouth. Because then start wanting to make out with you. Well, I think that's it. That would be a, that would be a normal compliment, right? To say something like yeah, that. I, nice lips. Mouth sounds weird. Damn. Yeah, like, I like. I can't even be dirty when I try. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Just, <laughs> or, you're or, an awful. I, d- I tell you what, if, if you're really the fucking champion, this is what you do. Yeah. Go to go up to a girl and compliment like something like her molars. Be like, can you open your mouth? Like, what? I like your molars. They're really nice. <laughs> You're just like some a weird serial shit. killer. Yeah, just something yeah. weird. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, I don't know if we're gonna go to Sal for pickup lines. Are I we? Don't are, think hey, so. Can we? Are we gonna do the intro for our uh, Jake Shields? Right. For yeah, Jake we Shields. just had Jake Shields in the in the studio. So Jake Shields was we're here, pumped. and we just had uh, we just interviewed him. So the episode you're about to listen to is one of I one of we consider. The greatest uh, mixed martial artist of all time. This guy's He's fought, a legend. He's a legend. He's fought uh, who's who in MMA and won. 
Yeah. Mo- most of his fights. Yeah. I mean, the guy is a badass. He has an he has an art that he's created, right? American Jiu Jitsu. American Jiu Jitsu is his thing, and um, uh, it's like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, except he said more aggressive. I guess more top, no gi, heavy, no gi, a lot of no gi type of stuff. Yeah. So we talked to him about uh, about his fights, about training, about his diet. The guy's a vegetarian, which I didn't know. That. Yeah, life was interesting. Lifelong, lifelong though. Yeah. yeah, he was born that way. I have to say, one of the things I appreciate though, being somebody who's a lifelong vegetarian, he's not like one of those fanatical. Vegetarians. He's not preachy. Yeah, yeah, he's not all preachy. I was and that, waiting for we it. had to pull that out of him. Yeah. And when, even when he talked about, it, he's like, you know, I can't say what it's like to not yeah. be one, so I can't say it's so much better than somebody who eats meat. So I, yeah. I he had a very uh, non-biased biased uh, way of talking about it yeah. that I, I enjoyed, which one I, was, thing, I was a little worried about. One, one thing I always love about meeting fighters, especially fighters that are not huge guys, because he's an average size guy, but you look at him, and if you didn't know any better, besides his cauliflower and everything, you know, ear, and he's just walking down the street, you'd think, normal dude. You would have no idea that he could kick the crap yeah. out of you like and your friends. strangle the life out of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, out of you and your friends. <laughs> right. Like, bring your friends. He's going to yeah. kick your ass. Yeah. Um, if you want to find Jake Shields, uh, I think we should plug some of his social media, right? Yeah, yeah, no. oh, for sure. Oh, because he got hacked. And, he got and he lost ha- all these. Followers. He had lost all these followers yeah. on Instagram. So go on there. We and need follow you guys him. go follow him. Yeah. You can find him at Jake Shields on Instagram. Uh, you can find him. His uh, website is jakeshields.com, and his Twitter is Jake Shields. What is that? A J J. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're about to listen to an episode where we interview the great mixed martial art and jujitsu legend Jake Shields. Yeah. How do headphones fit with cauliflower ear? Actually, these ones are fine because they're the big ones. Some okay. of like the little ones that go in the air don't fit in so good. Oh, <laughs> they go in the air. The little all. ones they try putting in, like yeah, they suck. It just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> these are big, so they go over the air, so it's not a problem. Yeah, so it's all good. It's yeah, all, it's that's like a good. That's a great way of marketing to athletes. I never even thought about that. Right? Like right. It, they should. Yeah, headphones to, to the for fighters, grapplers, fighters and wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. They, right. Don't mess with your cauliflower. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I don't have you know I those I've never been able to wear earbuds. It's just my ear canal is just fucking weird because they fall out. It's the most annoying. You have you have me. I can't wear them. I don't know if it's because the cauliflower ear or my ears aren't designed. Yeah, my, and I don't have any of that, but my canals are just weird. So when I put that, I have to like, I have to like wedge them in, and the then the slightest is, bit of movement, they pop right out. The thing out. is, yeah. Adam, your your holes are loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has loose, loose holes. Got stretched loose. out. Yeah, yeah. they're loose, yeah. and so you need you need you, you got to come, come down with those uh, Q tips. We got to get you the big. My the girl big says ones. I'm like a good pair of old jeans, dude. I'm worn in like that. That's what you're, she says. You're, uh, you're, yeah. you're, comfortable. You're, Try to put a positive spin on that. You got holes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so Jake, you got you got a school up in San Francisco, right? That you teach, uh, or I you teach, have? I, I, teach, I teach a little bit at Gilbert as a gym. I had a school at Berkeley for a while, but uh, I like to be able to travel and be able to do what I want. So I kind of gave that up. It was, uh, it, it was a lot of. I mean, it was fun, but it was a lot of work for for not a ton of money. I realize it's easier ways to to make money, and I like having freedom to take off when I want. Yeah, what's the bit? Yeah, so what's the business? What's the business of being a fighter? How does that work um, for you? Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, you I fight, mean, you get paid. Yeah, to do there, that, there's but. lots of business. Yeah, and I mean, fighting's obvious, and then sponsors, and now I've, I mean, investments. You know, started small business, started uh, help help launch Camora Coffee, which is uh, the coffee company, which is doing pretty well. We're yeah. taking off with the. Mixed in with the tropics. Well, yeah, lo- we're we love- excited about it. Yeah, we love it. I've been having it every single morning. Yeah, I'm glad you guys tried it. I mean, that's how we connected with you guys. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that- something we started last year, and it's it's nice. Uh, you know, I shot off in the business end too because fighting. Uh, you know, it's not that it's bad money, but you gotta you gotta think long term in other ways for your future. Well, right. you can't keep fighting forever. That's the thing. No, let's exactly. I'll, let's start by talking about this a little bit because I know that about you, and I've done my, my homework on you, and I know that you're business minded, and not a lot of not a lot of athletes. Right. And so I, I've I, I got in the competing world, so I went into. Uh, men's physique. I'm an IFBB pro, 
And everyone in like your your viewers think that you just become a pro and then all of a sudden the money comes falling in and like that. Yeah. So they have this this the goal, mm-hmm. but that's as far as their goal goes. Like, I'm just gonna become an MMA fighter, I'm just gonna become a pro, and then it just happens, right? Yeah, they like, don't realize you have to it gives you an opportunity to make connections, make money, but you still gotta go out and shoot the money. You know, like we, we get some decent paydays, but it's uh you gotta look for the sponsors, you gotta think of business ends, you gotta make connections, you know. And you, and it is a lot easier to meet people when you're a little bit known. It's a lot easier to make those connections, but you still gotta go out and do some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the life of a fighter seems like a very difficult one i would say i mean what's it what's it like you know training and i mean what does a typical day look like when you're it's difficult and not it's one of those things at times it can be really stressful and hard and other times it's not that bad uh when when it's fight camp it gets pretty miserable because we're just grinding grinding yeah and locked down you gotta you gotta make sure you're sleeping good eating good uh so it it can be plus there's that's when you're doing all the media the stress of the fight it gets pretty stressful the month before but the rest of the time it's uh pretty easy how much do you train but yeah how much do you hate like the before the fight the high of it and like having to talk shit and like really sell the fight and all that. Yeah, it it, it kind of sucks because you're all stressed out from the fight. You're exhausted from training, and then you're having to try to sell the fight. It's uh, that's all the stress comes on before the fight. Mm. Yeah, I would. Say, is it is it safe to say that a lot of that before fight, like oh you know fuck him and oh, okay, that's a lot of that's just kind of selling the fight. It seems it depends. You know, sometimes you really don't like someone. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of the times you're trying to sell fight. You know, you got this like, yeah. Conor McGregor talks a lot of shit. He's just trying to sell the fight, but occasionally you get guys that you really don't like, and you're like ah oh, fuck this oh, guy. Yeah. You know what? Let's now, talk. How, yeah, how often? Victory's that? awesome, though, right? Oh yeah, it's a lot better that uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about him for a second because he uh, he's an I mean God he's an excellent publicist, right? Mm-hmm. He comes out there, he very flamboyant, very you know uh, you know says a lot of stuff. He's got a mouthpiece. And do you think because he went in when he fought Nate, he was he was uh, the favorite, right? Yeah. He was favored yeah, by big, big favored, big favorite in that fight, luckily. And he uh, he caught he got his butt kicked. Pretty decisively. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. really one side. It wasn't. You know, like back and forth at yeah. all. Um, do you think some of that weighs on the, you know the fact that he's more favored because he tends to come out and be loud or? Well, you put a lot of pressure on yourself doing that. But I think part of it, he was just. Uh, he is a very talented fighter, but I think he got a little overhyped because he was talking so much crap and people didn't really follow the sport. And they kind of forgot like how good Nate was and what Nate's done in his career and who he's fought. And I think it was just uh, you right. know Conor was fighting a better opponent. Uh, why, how, why do you think guys like Nate and even his brother Nick tend to get? They, it feels like they tend to not get the credit that they deserve with their skill because when you watch them fight and you see the guys that they fought, yeah, I mean they're they've uh, been in the game a long time. Yeah, I mean, not only that, and but they fought the best of the best. Yes, you know, right. and then they're exciting and all this. It's just yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Certain times, UFC will push certain people, and then, you know, I don't think they've really been. You know, they don't seem to like Nick Nate that much. They've never a little bad a big push. blood there. Yeah, they don't really play the game of like yeah. kissing Dana's ass and you know kissing those guys' ass. They're just who they are. Who they are. They're not going to play that game. So the UFC don't put a big marketing push behind them. And they put a huge marketing push behind uh, behind, behind you know, Connor. Um, they pick certain people, you know, uh, like Connor, uh, Ronda Rousey. They put that huge marketing push, and the people are good. But when you have that huge marketing machine saying they're the best and the best, a lot of the common fans will start being like, "Oh, this person's unbeatable." Mm-hmm. You know, imagine if they put the marketing machine behind Nick and Nate. They did behind them. Right. Exactly. Yeah, well, fuck talking about those guys. I want to talk about you because if anyone's experienced that, I would think you. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the amount time. of big names that you've yeah, beaten was- in this sport. And the the fact you're not you're not even fighting for them anymore, right? Yeah, you know exactly. It's one of those things we never got along that good, so we never got the marketing push, and it was you know kind of ridiculous. Beat their current champ, and then uh, Damian Maya, the number one or two tank guy, right back to back, and then you know, lose a really close fight. 
you know, and the two guys all juiced out and they dropped my contract. One of those things, it's, uh, it's BS, but it is what it is. You know, you can't stress over it. You just got to be like, hey, move on and keep winning fights. Why do you mm. think that? Why do you think that was? Why do you think they don't, they, they, they stopped having you fight? I mean, uh, you were one of my yeah, favorite just, fighters. You know, I'm, a, I'm a grappler at heart. I've been doing it for a long time. I like watching you mm-hmm. fight because you're very technical. Uh, I think the UFC is just not real big on grappling, especially at that time period. They're trying to, you know, get rid of all the grapplers and it's trying to make it about a show instead of, uh, instead of the best martial artists. They're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, get rid of some of the grapplers and they use as an excuse. Plus, I never kissed Dana's ass. He wants guys to come in and kiss his ass, and uh, not really my style. Yeah. How much of it do you see is like it's kind of like resembles WWE? Like, there's sort of like a vibe there that they're going for this entertainment over like yeah, you know, de- definitely. They're definitely trying to push more the entertainment aspect than than the fight martial art. It's, I mean, it, it is a tricky point. Hold on, grab my dog. He's running off. He's, in, yeah. <laughs> He's all over He's the place. All of us. Grab him. Yeah. He's okay as long as he doesn't chew some of uh, Doug's. Uh, doesn't chew the expensive equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll make him sit here for a minute since he's running all over the place, looking like trouble. Oh, no, he's cool. We let mine roam around here every once in a while when he comes in here, so it's all yeah, good. Yeah, okay. So but, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But Jay. yeah, no, say it's, it's a combination because obviously they got to make money and push it, but they got to keep the uh, they got to keep it like realistic too and keep the art behind it. Yeah, yeah. I so. see. There's a, there's there's a because I remember watching you know Pride and some of these Japanese organizations, um, and the Japanese fans had a different understanding. Of the groundwork because you know they have a long history of judo mm-hmm. and so whenever they'd hit the ground, the Japanese fans kind of would love to watch some of that stuff. You don't see that so much with American fans. I think. No, I mean you, you do a little bit, definitely not as much. But like, yeah, some of those Japanese exchanges, you know, you get a really technical exchange on the ground, and that's when you get the biggest applause often. So it's uh, so it's nice seeing that. And I mean, it's not there, there's definitely U.S. fans that understand it, but as a whole, more of them want to see uh, the wild punching. Yeah. And, even, and even the stand-up, they're not a lot of times looking for the most technical, best strikers. They're looking for guys that just come in there and uh, and zing them. Yeah. So UFC, UFC will highly encourage guys to hey, go out there and get knocked out. Don't don't be the best fighter you can be. Just go out there and do it. like even GSP. You know, one of the greatest. greatest of all time, you know, I think Dana was always giving him shit, even though he sold pay per views. He just didn't, you know, was always like grinding them, like right. not happy with them. Fucking love GSP, uh, yeah, but that's a problem, you know. He's one of the best fighters of all time, but Dana's like mad he didn't get a knockout and this and that. But it's uh, when you're out there fighting the best and the best, you can't always, uh, you can't I mean it's, it's nice to be flashy. I love getting finishes too, but when you're fighting the best of the best, like you look at my re- resume, yeah, maybe I got some of these guys, oh, I didn't finish them, but then you actually look who I fought. So yeah. it's easy getting a ton of finishes if you're fighting a bunch of chumps, but <laughs> right? when, you're, when you're fighting the best of the best, it's tougher. It's yeah, true, it's about oh, yeah. winning at that point. Yeah, and, that's, and then UFC too, they'll give certain guys a bunch of like easier fights. So then, of course, you can go out there and look more exciting when you're fighting guys that are, you know, not top 10. But when you fight, you know, five top 10 guys in a row, it's going to be a lot harder looking flashy against them. That's it, uh, absolutely true. Yeah, it's so political. Now, right? I see that the you have a tattoo on your arm there that says American Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. So what's the difference between uh, American Jiu-Jitsu and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Is there a difference? Yeah, there's there's a small difference. To me, it's, uh, well, I mean, first off, never really trained with a gi. So the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is always, always with a gi. So it's and always then, no gi. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I put a gi on every now and again, but I'm I'm definitely a no gi style, and it's more it's more the jiu jitsu for for MMA. It's the aggressive style, attack, go after things, try to finish, not the not the patient waiting of a particular Brazilian jiu jitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically jiu jitsu for MMA, and then really mixing the wrestling in too, because I come from a wrestling background where it's constantly attacking and pressure. So you know, kind of fusion the two styles together. You know what it sounds like to me? Catch wrestling a little bit. Yeah, a lot, yeah. It's a lot like that, but it's just that's what I, I kind of said. But a little more. It, it is a lot of varieties of catch wrestling, but also a little more, a little more of the jiu-jitsu aspect. Catch mm-hmm. wrestling is a little more holes in it, with not quite as tight as a game. Yeah. Well, now when you started jiu-jitsu, did you start? Where did you start? Training? Originally with uh, Chuck Liddell, San Luis Obispo. Oh, you're kidding oh, me! So nice. I was, yeah, I was with him for about a year and a half. Then I transferred up to uh, Caesar Gracie's up here in San Francisco. All right. So you started in the. I started. Too. Well, we actually weren't really doing gi at the time. It's kind of weird. Everyone assumes. You know, I do the gi because wow. Caesar, Caesar Gracie. Because when I came up there, they were really, uh, 
the guys really wanted to focus on fighting. So a lot of the guys had trained in the gi, but they were all taking the gi off. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, it was like that's when Nick Diaz just started. This guy David Trell, who's an absolute killer, was there. Um, Gil uh, Gil Castillo, who also fought for the UFC title. Oh, yeah, it was like yeah. all the old school like. These, I was like the young kid there, and all these guys were established badasses, but they were all wanting to train no gi at that time. So I just kind of jumped into the fight training. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I so I competed in jiu-jitsu, and I haven't trained, though, for about six or seven years. And I watch jiu-jitsu all the time. I watch competitive matches all the time. The, uh, the, 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 the way it's morphed in that short period of time mm-hmm. blows me away. The matches now, um, you're seeing a lot of these... Uh, like positions, like fifty-fifty, and mm-hmm. all these different, and it seems—I uh, hate to say it—but it's like it's not. It's gotten really bad for spectators, I think, mm-hmm. to watch. I mean, what do you think about some of those, you know, competitive jujitsu? Yeah, I think. Well, it's actually going through a transition right now. I think, uh, yeah, a lot of that fifty-fifty stuff's not that not that exciting, especially if there's no hill hooks and a lot of the IBJJF stuff. The problem is you get too many guys where they're just trying to win off points. They get an advantage and they just stall. But there's kind of the new uh, the new cycle jujitsu matches coming in are actually pretty exciting, like the the EBI and this fight to pro one. I just di- I just did one with. Um, with Mashita, I saw that. Yeah, yeah win which, by heel hook. Yeah, and the rules are encouraging more for going for submissions because because like well, some have slightly different rules, but lots of them are like submission only or uh, or they're they're not scoring points, so you can't just get ahead and stall. Or EBI, they do a, at the end, you know, they try to choke each other out by starting arm bars, or uh, if no one gets a submission, you start an arm uh, on the back or arm bar position. So it's forcing oh, guys, so it's wow. forcing guys to hunt for submissions instead of points, and it's making it more exciting again. Wow, oh, cool. winning by heel hook—that cool. must have been uh, that yeah, must have yeah, been pretty, yeah, pretty really tough. Intense, you know? Yeah, I've been working a lot of the heel hook game now. It's kind of the you know sports always going through evolution. You got to keep up, and I think the current evolution for the no gi jiu jitsu is people are pushing heel hooks like crazy. So. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of matches being won by mm-hmm. by heel hooks. I, I've seen some matches being won by some of these off uh, submissions too, like the twister and some of these banana mm-hmm. split and weird. Yeah, all you know, kind of weird. Yeah, the sport's <laughs> always changing. You got to keep up. You know, people are always trying new things, so you got to kind of kind of keep up with what's going on. Uh, well, and you've been a part of it for such a long time. You've watched it really evolve. I, I would say you're probably one. I would consider you one of the OGs. I mean, you've been around oh, for yeah. quite yeah, a while. Man, I've been. I think I first started like '99, so it's kind of crazy to see the sport just wow. completely transition. It's, it's it's cool to yeah watch all the changes it's gone through, both jujitsu and MMA. You know, it was it was. It, I mean, back when I first started training, it was like you'd you'd run into a purple belt somewhere, and you're like, oh wow, this guy's like badass. But now <laughs> now there's black belts everywhere, so it's yeah. uh, it's crazy the transitions. Now, being somebody who's been a part of it for that long, what are some of the things that you're you're liking how it's evolving and what are some of the things you don't like that you see it's evolving um well with mma you know i I used to love just how raw it was everyone that fought just really wanted to fight there was no fame no money they just went they went out there because they just wanted to fight so it was all about just toughness no one really caring about politics they just wanted to fight but then at the same time that's what i don't like about it no money and no fame (laughs) so so it's so so much better now when you can get paid and get a little bit of fame but it's uh so yeah what i love and don't i guess are the same thing (laughs) but it just it brings in people that are in for the wrong reasons that just not because they really want to fight they're not that tough they're just trying to get on tv Mm. you see a lot of these guys you know and you know they're just their whole goal is to get the ufc they're not like trying to be the champ they're not doing it for themselves they just want to get a quick little splash of fame and i think they're gonna make money and it's that's the negative side and i guess all the politics the way you know the way they try to push it the with all that bullshit. So yeah. what do you th- what do you think about uh, the show The Ultimate Fighter? Are you a fan, not a fan? What do you think of that? Uh, I think it's great for the sport. I'm personally not a fan. I don't really care for watching it. I think I watched the first season and then the season where Nate Diaz won. And other than that, it's just not really my thing. The reality TV, I prefer watching the actual fights. But yeah. I think anything that pushes the sport, I mean, especially the first season, really helped blow it up. So that, overall, that made a, a huge difference. Yeah. yeah, I remember the first uh, that first season took UFC from. 
to basically to where it is now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's so it's so it's great. Even though I personally don't. I mean, I don't watch that much TV. Actually, I helped assistant coach in two of the seasons. Didn't even watch those. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I helped with Chuck Liddell it was one eighty five. Forget what number it was, but it was eighty fives. And I helped uh, Gil Melendez with the one fifteen pound girls. Mm, nice. Who's? So, uh, go ahead. I've I've watched all of them, and I really because I, some of the, some great fighters come out of there. Oh yeah. I just don't like He's all the drama. I don't like the no. I don't like <laughs> I, I don't like the drama they put in there. I don't like you could tell the stuff that's staged. You could tell when you put two fighters that love the sport, care about the sport. That's all they gave a shit about, and they're being coached to talk shit to each other. It's yeah. so obvious to me. I think. Yeah, they do coach the shit talking, but the rest of it, they don't try staging anything. That's a good thing about the show. They actually don't try setting up too many bullshit situations. Oh, they kind of just let it be. That's what I was wondering. I, I think they they're do just try, like, here's a bunch of alcohol. Yeah, Let's they try to happens. get the, the, when they interview them. No, that's probably where they feed the shit talking. Now here's Snooki. They'll, they'll be like, oh, the guy you're fighting, he said this about you. What do you think about that? <laughs> so they do try to instigate the shit talking, yeah. but the rest of it, they kind of just let things be, which is nice. Oh, that's good. good. So, so uh, let's talk a little bit about because uh, you've been in the fight game for so long who are some of the the the, the best fighters you've ever been against and or challenging fighters you've been uh, against oh guys i fought yeah oh man i fought so many good guys it's tough you know with like gsp is probably the best you yeah. know that and, was and, uh, an epic setting too right yeah but yeah. then guys like uh um hector lombard tyron woodley robbie lawler um damian maya Carlos Condon. I fought like the whole, you know, who's who of uh, mm-hmm. MMA. Uh, pretty All much everybody. It. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at my record the other day, I'm like, damn, even the guys that like weren't big were still like had, you know, great. No, no, no ones. They still had great winning records. Are still, you know, still fought in the UFC. Like Current even champs. And yeah, like yeah. even like the nobodies are still like tough. I never got that padded record. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Hardest punchers. Um, I mean, Dan Henderson, Hector Lombard, probably. I mean, Tyron Woodley, right I guess, hand. too. Yeah, I fought Oof. a lot of these power punchers. You trained uh, with Chuck Liddell. He's known as being oh, a freaking yeah. dropping a he hammer. He's fucking hard. I mean, yeah. just sparring him a couple yeah. times, I'll hit like a body sh- I mean, luckily, he wouldn't like, try knocking me out or anything, but <laughs> he caught me a couple good body shots, oh, and you're shit. just like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something someone's kind of, uh, I mean, I knew you could train that, but I feel like you just some people just got it in them, where they just get, That kind of power? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like it's like half natural, half, half learned. I mean, yeah. there's guys like that, they just naturally hit hard. Something that I've always so watching because uh, I know you train a lot with uh, with the Diaz brothers watching them now I know they hit hard they knock people out their mm-hmm. accuracy is ridiculous but their punches don't look hard for some reason they, they, I've heard people even say like oh they don't look like they punch hard yeah, yet they knock people the fuck out yeah, it's the it's the way you snap the punches there's different types of power they got good uh, they got good like snaps so it, like the, the way it pops your head it can really hurt yeah so and it's, it's accurate so it's not like the, yeah it's not like the guys like Tyron Woodley where they're just so explosive and just like boom but exactly they're accurate they're little like snappy punches and then they throw out the combo so sometimes it might be light 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 hard light light hard hard they're like mixing the, the they mix the tempo, so you can be not too bad. Their pop one will pop you, and then, and then of course they can take a punch. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, keep, they yeah, keep coming. Yeah. they're fun guys to spar or, yeah. or not fun. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> of all of all your victories, what was uh, the most rewarding for you? A um, couple of them, but. Uh, I mean, the first Hayato Sakurai, which is, uh, he's not really a big name anymore, but when I beat him, he was ranked number two in the world in Japan. I was completely unranked. I was going to, they brought me in as a guy American to lose on like two weeks notice. And that was just huge, you know, going out there and, you know, showing that I can compete with the top guys in the world when I was so young. First time leaving the country and all that. So how, that how old were you at the time? Probably like maybe 23. I've been fighting a couple of years. First time ever leaving the country, going to Japan. That was, that was really exciting. 
and then I mean, of course, Dan Henderson. That was a that was a huge fight. Yeah, you, know, oh, yeah. you, then, you always got to be yeah. Yeah, Men- mentors. You had any mentors in the sport coming up? Yeah, I think I looked up Chuck Liddell a lot because he's yeah. a guy I started under, and then watching him be success so, uh, so successful, and then staying so humble with all. Because I mean, that guy hit like some. I mean, the guys that made like minor fame. His fame was crazy. Oh, I mean, he's oh, still, he's still is famous, but yeah. like his fame for a minute was just insane. So to watch him stay just as humble and not, you know, obviously he ran into some problems. You know, like, like when you have that kind of fame, it gets crazy. But seeing him stay the humble person that he was 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 pretty cool. Mm. Wow. So now, when you you had your school up in the city for a little yeah. while and you were training there, um, I always wondered this. Like you know, you're walking around, people know you. You're you're a fighter. You, you know, you fight on TV. Um, you're how how tall are you? How much do you weigh like right six now? Feet, about one eighty five. One eighty five. So yeah. you're like an average shape guy, mm-hmm. average size guy. Now I know what fighters look like, and looking at you yeah. from across the street, I would know like not going to fuck yeah, with that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but did, did people ever come in and challenge you in your school? Just people are like, hey, you know what? <laughs> no, I, I think mean, I could yeah, take you. yeah. Luckily, luckily not. You know, <laughs> a, a long time ago, I think we had a few people come in for like challenge fights. Like back when it first came to Caesars, the times were a little different back then. Guys would come in trying to fight, but now I think guys know because the guys that would do that are. Or the bullies and bullies, they're smart enough to know who, who to fuck with. Because <laughs> yeah. surprisingly, I would always ask, "I'll ever pick a fight with you," and I've never had anyone come up and try to, and you know, and try to challenge me. I think those guys just know they, they don't want to come up and challenge someone and get beat up, and they know what's going to happen. They might tell their friends like behind your back, "Oh yeah, I'd kick his ass." They're not, <laughs> not going to actually come up and talk shit to someone and kick their ass. It, you know, it, always, it always surprises me when uh, I see because we're we're in the fitness world, so you know, we've talked to bodybuilders and. You know, dudes that are big yeah. guys, real oh strong, yeah. and I can't, I can't believe how many times a lot of them will be like, "Yeah, you know, he's pretty good, but yeah. I outweigh him by like seventy pounds, so I could <laughs> totally, I know I could kind of hold my own." And I'm just like, I tell them every time, like, "No, you literally they're, can't." Like, yeah, know. they don't realize that they get tired really fast. They don't, know, they don't, they don't know the techniques. They don't have it's any like, skill. Yeah. yeah, not those. Guys. I'm sure those guys would beat up most people. They are so strong, and they'll chuck people around. But it's a different story when it's like, you know, we train. This is our job. We train full time. People don't. Some people don't realize the difference that makes. I've oh, seen. God, I've seen the, girls. I've seen girls, and this is grappling only. But I've seen female, you know, jujitsu black belts. With a you know a brand new white belt mm-hmm. guy and just fucking tool him. Yeah, you know? I've, I've seen Ronda like beating up like blue and purple belt guys. That's awesome. Have you have you gone against her? Uh, I actually haven't trained with her, but I watched her train and she looked uh, she looked tough. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to put on a she gi and just, yeah. have, you know, just have her throw me. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no doubt she's it. tough. Yeah, but you see guys just going as hard as they can, just like trying to battle her. It's because uh, usually girls, you know, guys these guys are decent at least. They're going a little light, kind of playing around. But you see, just having to having to fully fight her yeah oh, fuck, fuck that <laughs> so let's talk about nutrition for a little bit um uh, you know uh, we know how people eat in in our world fitness or whatever mma uh what, what do the diets look like and you yours is a little different you're yeah you're one of the out, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a vegetarian so it's a little different i think there are decent amount of vegetarians in the sport actually i mean it's Nick, starting to Nick come and, out Nick and ideas are, all, are pretty much vegans i think they eat a tiny bit of fish every now and again but it's uh yeah i'm not vegan so i eat eggs to get the protein and beans and stuff but mm-hmm. it's uh i well, it's really not that strict though. I just try to. My thing is trying to, try to put a lot of processed foods. Trying not to have a bunch of. I, I try to figure as long as the majority of my uh, calories through good like natural food. So I don't have an exact diet. Just you know, you can kind of feel how your body feels when you eat, and just kind of follow it from there. Have you been a vegetarian for a long time? I've actually, grown up vegetarian, so for me it's easy. So oh, my, wow, my body, yeah, I've never eaten meat, so for me my body's totally used to it. So as people are asking me, so people ask me advice about becoming vegetarian. I always tell them to like. Well, I guess you can do cold turkey, but sometimes it's better to ease into it. Like mm-hmm. if your body's feeling like it needs meat, maybe mm-hmm. eat it occasionally to make to get those cravings. Because if you're not getting enough, because I, I know how to, I, if my body's feeling a craving, I know, okay, I feel like I need some protein, I'll go get some eggs or beans or get a protein shake. But some people might not necessarily know how to feel that. So it's like, 
if, especially if you're an athlete and you're trying to trying to quit cold turkey, maybe uh, maybe have fish or chicken like twice a week and then slowly phase it out. No, that's great advice. It's mm-hmm. the same advice that we give somebody that's trying to go through that process is that your body will go into shock. Yeah, it's just and, not and, used and, to it. And if you're feeling like you need it, that's what a lot of people have, have quit eating meat. They tell me they have a hard time like maybe the first month or something, they'll still be feeling weak. Then a lot of times they feel better, but it's like, well, hey, if you're feeling really weak, maybe you should listen and go and go eat a little bit. Don't, don't all go pick out and meat and have it all the time, but maybe maybe you should eat a little bit. Because so, me, it's easy. Having never eat it, my body doesn't get those cravings. Now, did, did uh, Nick and Nate, they weren't vegetarian or vegan before? No, yeah. I think Nick Nick has been for a long time. He kind of switched over on his own. Was that through your influence, just through meeting with you? I or? mean, I think he kind of did it on his own. I think probably seeing, seeing I was vegetarian probably helped him think that I could do that. But yeah. he started reading a lot about nutrition. And uh, he's actually more strict than me on his diet. You know, gluten-free. I'm not gluten-free or anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's very strict. And it benefits? Do they notice any benefits from doing that? Or, or you better cardio? Yeah, really? I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't eaten both, so I can't honestly say, "Oh, I feel way better without meat." But most people that stop eating it say, majority of them say they feel better, cardio, cleaner. The only thing I have a few people say they feel weaker, but that's generally that's generally in the beginning, and then once once they figure out the eating, they say they feel great. It's sometimes when people first switch their body, they have a little trouble adjusting. Wow! And now these days, your training wise, how often do you train? Is it still pretty often? Yeah, I, I train like you twice today. Wow! Yeah, really. Once in the morning, once in the afternoon. For what? A couple hours? Yeah, about two hours a session. Holy shit! Mm, so that's four yeah. hours. I mean, you just got off a fight with uh, Machida, so you're yeah, still yeah, in training so, mode. What, yeah. Do you ever take time off? I do, but not long time off. It takes like a week off. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, important to stay in shape year round. Especially, I'm a little bit older now. I think that's the key to kind of uh, to having those longer careers, and never letting your body go. You know, because uh, staying in shape not that bad, but getting back in shape's miserable. Yeah. Speaking, of what are let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things you do to keep yourself healthy for this long. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're not some young spring chicken anymore. Do you utilize cryo things like that? What are what's some of your regimens to stay in healthy? Uh, I actually don't really. I think a lot of it's just uh, you know trying to eat good. You know, you work work out all the time, so I stay in shape. And uh, I mean, I mean, I think sleep's important too. You yeah, know, trying to make sure not to neglect to sleep too much. Yeah. What about like anything like massage or stretch? I, I, I do occasionally, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Yeah. I do on and off. You know, I, I like getting massages during camps if I can fit them in, but sometimes I get like so busy and neglect them. Yeah, I think what you'll see what you'll see with athletes who've been in the sport for a very very long time is you'll see the ones that where health was kind of a, always a priority mm-hmm. to them versus. You know, people who would get fit for a fight and then get out of shape who don't really last as long. Yeah, know? I think I think staying in shape is the biggest factor. I think a lot of the guys that are you know fighting older and not having success kind of stay in shape year round. Yeah. What about uh, your, your, how's your joints? Yeah, not bad. You know. Wow, that's excellent. Yeah, part of it. I mean. I think the diet probably helps. I don't know for sure, having not eaten another way, but I think the diet helps my body stay in shape and recover faster. It has to. Mm-hmm. Um, do you incorporate weight training? Yeah, I do. I lift uh, probably about twice a week. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to lift. I think it helps. If I start, that's the thing. If I'm, if I'm not lifting, sometimes I start losing weight and getting a little too light, and then I start feeling a difference. So. What is your weight? What is your resistance training uh, regime? Yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, I don't have an exact routine, but you know, I try to hit the deadlift. You know, hit hit a few cleans, some squats. Some bench, basically pretty basic. I'll, I'll switch it up occasionally so it doesn't get totally stale, but I don't have anything, uh, anything super. Just the basic athletic lifting. No, those you know? are the good ones, though. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you know those those, those, the, the, those are the main staple lifts. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll throw other stuff. You know, sometimes I'll you know throw some plyos in and mix stuff up. Nice. I like. Uh, I don't always have to do this. It's so miserable, but I like going out and doing sprints too. I feel really healthy and strong when I do that. It's just mm-hmm. hard. To, sometimes it's hard mentally to go out there and hit the track. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's miserable running sprints, but they that makes you strong too. Do you enjoy cardio now that you you know you you've been doing it for so long? Or is it still I, I, kind of I, I, like I, a pain I don't in the enjoy ass? cardio. It's yeah. always pain in the ass. <laughs> I, don't, I I enjoy jiu-jitsu, so I do most of my cardio that way. When okay. it comes out and running, I don't I, I mean I don't get the people that love running. I, I don't hate it. I, I I used to hate running. I've learned not to hate it, but I definitely still don't love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't trust anybody that likes cardio. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's There's weird. Some weird guys, people I, out I there, love though. running. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you, I, I don't mean, understand. Yeah, you. how do you yeah. love running? That's yeah. just miserable. All right, good. Then you're normal. No, it's, yeah. yeah, I'm not that weird. All right, cool. So with with the weight training, do you notice more carryover from certain lifts or certain ways of lifting? Like, okay, when I get stronger in the deadlift, I can totally tell when I'm. Yeah, you know, I think I think deadlifts obviously are probably probably one of the, the best or one of the best. You know, the deadlifts, the squats. I like doing the benches and stuff too because it definitely helps. It's just, but I, I can feel a difference when I stop lifting. I just feel a little bit weaker, and, and it's you know guys can muscle you around a little bit. So mm-hmm. I definitely feel a difference when I'm lifting and not. I mean, of course, it maybe slows you down a little bit, but overall, having that extra strength, especially in the the wrestling, is where it helps the most mm-hmm. on the takedowns because mm-hmm. it's. Uh, I feel like in the stand-up doesn't help quite as much, and in the uh, the jitsu not quite. It helps a little bit jitsu, but not quite as much. But in the wrestling is where you really, where I really feel it. Yeah, that's where I noticed when I would gra- when I, it would be the mm-hmm. throws. I felt like I could throw harder. Exactly. Sometimes the big strong guys kind of muscle them around a little bit if not lifting. So then I'm like, so I'll have one of those days. So I'm gonna push them around a little bit. I'm like, fuck, I haven't been lifting enough. Yeah. I guess I got to go back to the gym. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, looking forward, uh, what's the what's the future look like for you, both fighting and business wise? Yeah, most likely. Um, be fighting John Fitch of the World Series of Fighting. Oh right, right. yeah, we got the contract guy. almost worked out. Yeah, so now is this we, submission? Uh, no, submission? this has been an actual fight. Oh MMA. Oh, I have a lot of offers for submission fights with these things. Things blowing up. It's kind of cool how uh, that the sports. I think, I'm uh, very happy about that. I'm very yeah, very it's, happy it's, that but, it's an easy, easier way to make money. <laughs> well, it's easier, and plus, you know, I have two two kids, and uh, you know, I, I, my my son does judo at the moment, and I, I'd like to see uh, there to be a higher levels of com- competition with grappling because. Really, in this, in, especially in America, you can go collegiate with wrestling, mm. you can go Olympic and stuff like that. But to make a living doing it, or you know, to actually go mm-hmm. even further, would be very difficult. And let's face it, it's it's safer, you know, yeah. if you oh, want yeah. to do punches it. in the face. And it's great. I'm a little older. I still love fighting, but it's nice to get some of these in between fights. You know, just to stay active, stay in shape, give you something to train for, and then take a fight every now and yeah. again. Now, Fitch will be an interesting match because he's mm-hmm. also got a very strong yeah, wrestling yeah, background. Yeah, very strong. He's one of those all-around guys. Good wrestling, good jitsu, good stand-up. I think his jitsu is not as good as mine, obviously, but he's he's one of those tough. He's tough, you know. He's mentally tough too. Keeps coming, so it's not an easy fight. And he's he's a local guy for us around here. Do you, yeah. are you guys friends? Do you guys hang out? Yeah, at all? you know, I have a little bit. We've trained with some in the past. It's been a while though. He moved out to uh, Vegas a couple years ago, oh. so he's not out here at um, AK oh, anymore. Oh, I yeah. thought he was still here. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah no, he moved. I don't know, two three years ago. Oh, okay, so I used I, to see him all the time. Yeah. He's got a, he's got the big lifted uh, Toyota. I've mm-hmm. seen him. I yeah. used to see him driving by my house all the time. I actually met him a while ago. Uh, let's see. This was back when uh, I don't know if is Mike Swick still in the area? No, I think he moved as well. He's out okay. in Thailand. He opened a gym in uh, Phuket. Okay, that's right. Uh, love, love him by the way. Yeah, no, I know super, all these guys are nice guys. Super but. cool guy. Uh, actually, worked with him years ago in in, in the fitness industry. Um, and any, anyhow, when when Swick was getting ready to fight uh, Yushin Okami, uh-huh. um, he invited me down to roll with him because I'm a big guy, and so I went over there and I actually rolled with him and Fitch. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not nowhere near their level. Um, but I, the intensity, because I had that at the up until that point, I had only grappled in jujitsu schools and mm-hmm. judo schools. But the intensity the, at which the fight intensity is different, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just different. It's just they're on your ass. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like in jujitsu, like you, yeah. If you go intense even, but you're still kind of playing different games. Like these guys were like on your fucking ass, and if they were going to be in a position. That was stalemate. They were going to make sure to be on top. Is what mm-hmm. I felt like, yeah, especially with a wrestler you know, like Fish. Yeah, and that's yeah. You always want in MMA. You always want to be on top. You don't. You know. You never. You never rest when you're on bottom. You know. You got to get that top position because those punches are coming in. It's uh, yeah. It, it's a. That's people realize they're used to that 
that's why I say American Jiu-Jitsu because you know that's mix that that aggressive style in because in Jiu-Jitsu it's usually like relax, wait for the missions to come. But in, you know the MMA style, you want to be constantly grinding the guy, constant pressure, and uh, <laughs> you're relaxing. Like you might said, be catching yeah, elbows. A lot of times you come in there, these guys used to regular Jiu-Jitsu. All of a sudden they train with the MMA guy. They're like, oh man, this is fucking tiring. It's just it's just <laughs> it's I, a different pressure. I'll never forget. Like they were just on me all the time, mm-hmm. and I you know I tried to play half guard, and it was like, why am I here? Like I, I yeah, can't. they'll start peppering you <laughs> with little punches sometimes. Yeah. Like oh fuck, I don't want to rest. <laughs> sometimes too MMA training will remind people. You know, start puffing little punches uh, where they don't want to rest. <laughs> yeah, and I remember I got I I tried to get him in like the sweep that I get every freaking time, and he just pivoted his knee, puts his head on the ground to balance, and it's like this fucker's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's got great balance from all the wrestling. That's the thing about wrestlers is you don't mm-hmm. want to. Yeah, you you're very very difficult teaches, to put them, teaches great balance. Put yeah. them on their back from a, from a self defense standpoint. Uh, do you think that there's some merit to training a little bit with the gi to maybe you know being on the street with someone who's got clothes on? <laughs> On, yeah, or? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, you can get in a fight with a guy with uh, jackets and a jean. I, I think gi, uh, gi training's good. I prefer no gi, but I think doing a little bit's a good idea. Yeah. I um, uh, I like the speed of no gi. Yeah, me too. I prefer, you know, I'm a fast-paced guy, so I like yeah. the high intensity and the gi. Uh, the gi slows it down, so I get a little frustrated yeah. in it. What are some of your go-to, like, favorite submissions? I know you're getting good with, the, you know, getting yeah, with, the, been, with the leg locks and Yeah, I've been doing stuff. a lot of leg, lo- leg locks. Um like the guillotine, rear naked, arm triangle, arm bars, like a lot of submissions. Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of chimeras, uh, chimera locks lately. Is there a reason for that, or is just people defending them well? <sighs> That's a good question. Guys are probably, it's a good lock, but then it's one of those ones people also usually defend. Yeah, because I've seen, I used to see those uh, quite see a bit. More that often, was kind yeah. of my, my go to. Yeah, I think guys are just a little, their skills a little better, so they learn how to defend them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, looking forward business wise, do you have anything uh, in the works moving forward for your business? Anything, you know, social media wise, or anything you're trying to build? Um, you know, like I said pushing the pushing the coffee company. We're doing really well there. We're really well there. My social media just uh, you know, actually on my social media got hacked like two weeks ago. I so heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how did that. that work? Some hacker somehow got into all my accounts, got into my email too. So he actually changed my Instagram account, and Instagram never. He, I didn't get that back because Instagram never replied to my messages. Wrote them like ten times. Just, no way. Wait, so replied he, once or twice, but then it was like a robot that replied to me. I never got a human to fuck? contact me. So is this is this person that hacked your Instagram get to keep it now? Yeah, because because you're shitting me. No, no one on Instagram, no one on Instagram would reply back to me. So apparently it's his now. So yeah. I just started a new one. So I got like okay. stuck with about fifteen hundred followers. I'm like, damn, this sucks. Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. How many followers did you have on? Yeah, the I had about a hundred, almost hundred thousand. So barely under hundred thousand. So it kind holy of sucks. shit! So damn someone it. took it and now has all those followers. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he ended up getting it shut down because everyone kept reporting it for uh, oh, okay. for abuse because he was on there putting stupid shit. But luckily, I got my my Facebook and my uh, and my Twitter back. Okay, but good. yeah, these hackers. I guess I guess it happens all the time. Once one got hacked, I kept hearing all kinds of other people get hacked all the time. I guess it's just one of these things. Well, it's especially a, when you get a bigger page, you're a bigger known person, right? They tend to target people mm-hmm. like you. That, you know? so I'm saying, yeah, it's mostly like teenagers and shit. They're just like uh, bored and they, they learn computers super early and they find ways to ways to get in. God, yeah. that shit's crazy. Yeah, I, I would say that whoever hacked into uh, Jake Shields' account <laughs> yeah. has got balls of steel. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care if he's twelve. He's yeah. getting slapped. Teach him some respect. Jesus Christ. I, let's let's talk though a little bit about. I want to. I love when I when we get guys like you because I feel like um, 
you know, we, we don't get a chance to talk about business and, and what it's like, uh, you know, starting off, you're, you're not known, you're just getting into it, you're young. Then you see this transition now into this whole social media world. Like, what has that whole evolution been like for you? And what did you have to do? And what do you do right now? It's, yeah, there's so many, so many aspects. I think a lot of it is, you know, because you do got to focus on the training first. Because if you're not winning fights, you're not going to get shit. But then learning how to market yourself, learning how to make connections. A lot of times the sponsors will be through connections you make, you know, if people like you or not. Sometimes guys are just uh, thinking these companies are going to pay them a bunch of money. But it's like, yeah, if they don't like you, why are they going to, why are they going to sponsor you? You know, if you don't go out and, and, and grab dinner with the, with the guys that own the company occasionally and like, you know, and, and treat, them, treat them with respect, don't treat them like oh you owe me money they're the ones paying you (laughs) some of these kids don't understand that this is a business and these guys decide who they want to sponsor so don't don't be a prick you know go out and make connections be i mean for me it's easy because i'm being myself i'm not trying to like like if i don't like someone i'm not gonna be able to work with them i gotta actually like someone too or i'm like oh fuck this but but i think that's an important point to elaborate on is that i being authentic you know i think yeah because there's been companies too where the guy is just like a douchebag running and i'm like i'm not gonna be able to work with this guy so you get so you, you can't always like over chase money either if it doesn't feel like a right fit sometimes it's like not worth that maybe if you're like desperately broke you can kiss ass for a minute but it's uh but for me you know i got too much respect to do that that's how this is how we uh landed chimera was we waited we uh we had turned down god so many sponsorships because we all did other things before mind pump so we didn't need this to support us at the time so we waited and waited until we found a company and somebody who runs the company and that we like. Their yeah, pro- they're cool people. That's why I started working right. with them. Like yeah. we really hit it off. We met up. That's why we did the company together. We hit off. Like, oh, I can work with these people. Like I can't work with. If I don't get along with somebody, it ain't worth trying to fake it and work with them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nah, that's uh, no. Nah, we love the boys. They're really cool. Really, really cool. Really excited too. To yeah, see it's awesome. From where we go from here too, because we're barely getting started. We've only been with them for uh, two mm-hmm. months now. Did you nice. go visit them in the Dominican Republic? Yeah, I've been out there a couple of times. Checked uh, out where yes. we get the coffee. Shit. It's, Shit, it's awesome. we want to go yeah. there. Dude. Yeah, I can check out with. The coffee's grown. It's so yeah. cool out in the Dominican. You see, like the fresh beans. It's I'm a huge coffee lover. That's why I got involved. Yeah. So it's uh, so it's great. Yeah, it's great to do something you actually care about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be cool. It'd be pretty cool if they flew us out there. Now it's <laughs> <laughs> hey, nice out there. Yeah, it's a cool, cool intent. Uh, yeah. What are uh, what other companies have you have now? Have you worked with anybody and then got rid of them? Have you had any in- instance like that? Like well, with sponsors here and there. Yeah, you've not not actual companies that have been a part of the business, but yeah, there's been sponsors. You yeah, know, and you have you have guys that have not paid you before, and there, there's all kinds of shit like that. But o- overall, things have mostly gone good. Mm-hmm. When you're in the UFC too, like uh, how do you do you what do you feel about the Reebok deals? What I'm getting at oh, it's, ter- oh, yes. it's terrible. I just yeah, want to get to this. It's, yeah. Uh, I'm glad yeah, you brought just, that up. So, so break that down for because some of our listeners might not be fully aware of of what happened with all that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly happened, but Reebok basically, UFC made a deal with Reebok, so Reebok can be the fighter's only uh, only sponsor, but they pay him like. Uh, I don't know the exact payouts are, but they're terrible. It starts like a at flat like rate yeah, it starts at like five thousand dollars for like the new guys, depending on what fight you have. So you could be a big name, maybe you came from a different show and you're a big name, and you're still stuck with the five thousand wow. dollars. I think up to like twenty. I think the top guys, like the champs, think only make maybe like twenty five grand a fight or something, and it is terrible. And it's, uh, I mean, obviously depending on what we're making of fighters as fighters before, depending on a lot of how good you were at getting sponsors. But it was common to you know for me to be making a hundred grand grand a fight from just right, from your sponsors, yeah, and wearing you know, a shirt, right, an extra hundred grand, sometimes even more, especially. If you're the champ or something, so do so to go in, mm. you know, make hundred grand. Now the UFC wants, to, I think they started twenty five hundred actually, not five thousand. Oh, now they wow. want to pay you like twenty five hundred wow. or five thousand dollars for a wow. fight yeah. for something that you may do what twice or three e- times exactly because they're already underpaying their fighters. So that was a that was a way a lot of us make extra money through the sponsorships, right? Because I mean, there's a few fighters making really good money in there, but as a whole, a lot of the guys are just getting by. 
guy and they're trying to that's why you know you're scra- scraping up trying to get sponsorship money too and then you have the UFC taking that away it's uh it's caused a lot of animosity you guess we get a lot of guys wanting to leave the UFC yeah, trying to switch over to Bellator and World Series of Fighting and stuff you, we mm. hear uh, so I listen we listen to uh, Fighter and the Kid podcast Brennan Schaub talks a lot about this yeah and so right. I've been I've been excited to talk to you because I wanted to hear from a, a fighter right. and hear their perspective and what they thought about it so Wow, that's that shitty. That's really bad. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty it's bad. And so you can none, none of the fighters are happy with it. Like all the guys I know are making a lot more than they're currently getting paid. So that would so let, let's say I'm I, I'm a fighter for the UFC. Reebok is my my sponsor. I can't on the side be sponsored by Gatorade or or you some, could if it's not in the cage. So you you so there's a few guys that could, these really big guys sometimes can get like deals like outside the cage. You know, oh, I think okay. like Ronda might have some deals with some of these companies, but you can't wear them in the cage. Mm. And not only that, they'll, they'll find guys for the stupidest shit. I think Nate got a fine for like, me and him at weigh-ins. I was going to the weigh-ins with him and we wore like a, they have have these stupid looking fucking pants to pull over that didn't fit us right. So I think we walked out we either walked both out with our jeans, or one of us might have had regular tennis shoes on. I forget what it was, and he got a fine. I don't know. I'm not sure what they fined him, but they probably fined him like a thousand dollars or more out of the shitty money they were paying. But we still had like the hat, the shirt. I forget what it was. One of us had. I think I think one of us had the shoes. One of us had the jeans because the shit just didn't fit right. And, the, and then the fucker he gets fined. You know, I don't even know exactly what he got fined. I just remember reading about it. I'm like, man, that's fucked up. Stupid, <laughs> on top of underpaying you, they're gonna find you. <laughs> I know that's terrible. Yeah, and you're, and you're and you're putting your life on the line every time you go out there and find. I mean, you're, yeah, exactly. you're, you're those are the people you should be taking care of. I mean, yeah, the and they, and they give you they give you. Good that sucks too like these shoes like you'd be running shoes I just grab them and throw them away after I'm like I can't run those things <laughs> I tried running in them like my fucking feet hurts like at least, uh, at least like spend some money and get us some better gear right <laughs> they get like that. I mean Re- Reebok shit. must make some higher quality gear but they give us like the lowest quality oh that's oh, terrible because it's all for marketing that's all they care yeah about. exactly yeah. you have these shoes your feet are all like sore walking out there you're like man this sucks well the I, re- I mean I, I thought when, it, when the UFC first started I used to love I mean, I'm gotta remember when the brand Affliction exploded because of that. You see, you'd see different. Yeah, it's, cam- it's cooler looking. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool to see different camps come out. And you yeah, see all these different. Yeah, yeah, you see these different brands come out, and you're like, oh, that's cool. It kind of represents yeah, that cool. camp. Like, yeah, the tap out. Yeah. And it just made all these different brands. Exactly, and there was good money in that for a while for the sponsorships involved. Yeah. But- yeah, so just took it out. Now everybody's wearing this ugly ass triangle <laughs> fucking Reebok. It's ugly yeah, as shit. And they've just had so many it's, problems. It's like when they released the released the clothes, they had a bunch of the names were spelled wrong on there. They, they just had so many mess ups. Oh, yeah, if it's just because, dude, mean, how angry are you? You're a fighter. You're getting ready to walk out. They fucking give you your shirt. Your name spelled fucking yeah. wrong. On oh. Well, Gilbert Slap Melendez, one of my training partners, his shirt was it said like Gibbert. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch! I'd be like, yeah. There's, there's no like, no one was like checking the double checking the stuff. Wow, and everybody just feels held hostage by Dana White or the company, right? I mean, that's just yeah. He's, I mean, Dana's not all bad. He's done some good things for the sport. I mean, at least he's passionate, works hard, but he's, but he's a dictator, and he can be prick about things, and they're, uh, and they're not very fair with how they hand out the money. Yeah, I think it's because I mean, the UFC for a long time was basically one of the only shows in town. I mean, Mm -hmm. Pride competed, and then they took over that, and it was like we can do what we want. Got big. they bought strike force. They, right. that's, when they get competition, that's what they do. They buy it just to kill it. Yeah, uh-huh. and then it just and it kind of you know they realize uh, it's cheaper than buying the competition and killing it to get rid of the bidding wars. Yep, and it monopolizes uh, the, the, you know the, the the sport, and so then these fighters have kind of no choice but to do you see them follow c- these rules continuing to do that, or do you th- you think there'll be competition in the sport? Or do you think they're going to monopolize it forever? Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I mean, they're going to try to keep monopolized forever, but it's hard to say you know if they'll be able to. Yeah. One thing I will say about the UFC that I uh, that I've always commended is they're pretty open about uh, and they publicly will talk about their athletes that fail drug tests. Yeah. Which other professional sports 
don't really do. Yeah, no, they have really pushed the drug testing, which is surprising. They got the, they brought in the, whatever the organization is called that does really, really strict, I think they have the strictest drug testing out of any any pro sport. Maybe, well, it's similar to like cycling, I think. Yeah. But football, basketball, baseball, I think theirs is all very, I don't know the details, but I'm pretty sure theirs is all very lenient. They're not like actually trying to catch guys. They're just doing it. You're not seeing anybody in in the press, you know, coming from football. I think they kind of tried burying it in those sports because, you know, they're, I mean, it got baseball for a second. I think they were kind of testing because it became the hot thing, but you don't ever hear about football they just uh, they're probably the most juiced out ones they kind of just leave right. them to the wrap <laughs> you just, <laughs> just not like, talk about it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah can you uh, uh can you feel when athletes are, are or can you tell a lot of times when you're when you're uh, training with somebody like yeah you're off, on some shit often you can it's hard to be 100 percent, but often you know when you fight someone like like hector lombard i fought him it was like very very clear the guy was juiced out of his mind you know <laughs> yeah. and then the, ne- the next fights when he gets popped you're like okay that was, okay, that was pretty yeah, obvious yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about uh what it's like being a, a fighter and trying to have a relationship Dude, what's your? Uh, can, we, can we get? Can we get into He's that a little bit? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It, it definitely could be tough. I mean, actually, now I do have a girlfriend, but it could be tough with all the traveling and it does. Yeah, make but they it, must be throwing tang at it, you left. Yeah, right. it does make it a lot, a, a lot easier to get laid. So it's so so it's, it's hard when you're traveling. There's constantly girls, you know. I've, well, and you're a better looking but, guy compared. A lot of these guys are fucking ugly as shit, but you're not a bad looking yeah, guy. So it, it took me a while to have a girlfriend. It was just too easy getting laid, so I had, I had to take advantage of it for a while. I would have regretted it, you know, to get a little bit of fame and then not take advantage of it. Good it's for like, you, though. Come on, come on. Can't waste it. Good for yeah. you though for admitting that. You know, it's where I feel more That's awesome. The yeah. guy who gets married right away, then becomes famous, and you're just like, uh, oh, I would have hated myself. Uh, oh man, uh, you, don't you Tiger Woods it, like, man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. otherwise, exactly, have you're, fun you're, with you're it. You're gonna yeah. break at some point if you do that and end up running around cheating. So it's better to get out of your system first. So what what type of girl that has to, do you have to have in order to date you? What does she have to be able to? I mean, I, I imagine she's got about. <laughs> I didn't mean. I like heard that. stories. So I mean, possibly, possibly. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They gotta be you know chill, cool, and understand that your life life is a little crazy that you do travel and then before the fight you get you know you're gonna get a lot more stressed out and you got to be chill those times but you know it's do you do you abstain from sex before a fight? No, fuck that. Yeah. That's <laughs> total myth. You're getting that's, personal. That's, that's a myth. Well, that's a, a myth. I mean, you hear about I, that. I, you know? Yeah, I, I think all the that, yeah they used to always say that, but I think all the new tests are done. So I, I think it actually lowers your testosterone. When you're not having sex. So now, now they're saying the opposite. That's better to have sex. Yeah, ah. I, I would just be more angry. I think exactly. I think, I, I think I've tried it a few times, like a week or two, and you're like, fuck this. I'm breaking. Yeah. I'm just mad all the time. If I lose, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, it ain't worth it. What's the point of fighting? So one last question i wanted to uh, ask you about uh dirty fighters that you've had to fight against oh, guys that have shit. done because there was one in particular i can yeah, remember by far you... i mean i fought a few dirty fighters actually i've had a few guys rip their hands in my mouth oh, and eyes uh, but by far the dirtiest was uh paul harris that oh was just, fuck uh, you know, he and he's was, a routine, routine dirty fighter. Routine cheat. Yeah, the worst part with him when I fought him is, you know, you think the referee would be watching him, and I'm in there fighting him, you know, taking him down, just beating him up, and he's taking his thumbs, just trying to put my eyes out, you know. So I take him out, I'm in mount, trying to punch him. He has his thumbs, not like just casually. I've had guys casually put their fingers in my eye, kind of like raking, which is annoying as fuck. But this guy has his thumbs, literally trying to gouge my eyes out. I have my eyes are just bloodshot red. I'm yelling at the ref over and over, and he just keeps being like, fuck? "I'm gonna handle it. Don't worry." Any other ref, <laughs> any other ref would have disqualified him right away and into the fight. But this guy just kept digging. My digging my eyes out, it was insane. And he didn't do anything, to he stop didn't do him anything, you know. So, he ended up losing crazy. the fight, third round went in there, couldn't see, broke mentally. He's going in there, can't fucking see, frustrated. The ref wouldn't do anything. It was uh, so you had to react to that, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was ridiculous. And then I ended up punching the guy afterwards, and they didn't they. Yeah. Tried to spin to me, ended up not getting spinned, but first they were going to spin me over it. And I'm like, this motherfucker's like Dude. gouging my eyes the whole time. Yeah. 
He's he's he was known for you know, but yeah, he's done yeah, this he to was, other he people. He was kicked out of the UFC for cheating. He never done the eye gouging, but he he was kicked out of the UFC for mostly holding submissions after a guy tapped. You know, yeah. he was just yeah, the guy's the guy's clear sociopath. Yeah, crazy. yeah, dirty shit. Especially he's if you're, not he's not able to control himself. I don't know, something's not wired right with that guy. Yeah, that's mm. what I say. Well, hey man. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Great, man. Yeah, Thanks a lot, guys. Absolutely, yeah. No, and I'm sure we're probably with being You're a legend, a, man. Yeah, with Chimera and stuff like that, we'll hopefully be doing this more often. Yeah, for sure. We'll come back down. Absolutely. Right so now I can consider you like backups so if someone wants to fight. <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. We'll call hey, you. I'll, I'll come down. But hey, I need you in San Jose right now. All right, <laughs> 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 guys, on my way. Good uh, shit. Good gotta shit. Choke we're, somebody out. We're building the squad. Thanks, cool. brother. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.